<laughs> Why does it hurt so bad? Why? This is an old book. Mary, this is like one of the old books. Yes. What makes you the book? That's not in the fucking book. We were talking about this, and I wanted to write notes and educate you about racism and educate people at home and, like, talk about this and, like, super important. But I did not write shit down on purpose. I did not write any notes because I did not need to look anything up. I didn't need to look anything up. I don't need to know all the facts. Like, I have stuff on my computer, mostly for light, but also just, like, reference. Yeah. But um, I've been half black my whole life. That's important to say that I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm mixed. So it's a very different thing as opposed to being a dark-skinned person in this country. Cops have always been super-duper nice to me because I throw in the white voice. Um, I've had a couple of scary run-ins uh, with cops, but nothing even close to the extent of what's going on. I've never been pulled out of my car. I never have been in handcuffs. I've never been arrested. Um, and I've done some things that maybe should have gotten me in trouble, but I've always been, I was always taught to be respectful towards police. My dad gave me a huge talk when I was young, once I was getting close to like teenage years, um, about how some cops are just going to hate me. There's nothing I can do about it. doesn't matter if I know them or not. Um, just looking a certain way. There was a thing actually with my dad, um, in high school, whenever I didn't get good grades, um, if I got like C's or below, on my report card, like a certain number of C's. If it wasn't mostly A's or B's, then I had to get my hair cut because I like growing my hair out my whole life. And so my dad was very strict about that because he said, if you are going to look a certain way, if you're going to look more disheveled, if you're going to look more um, like what white people perceive as like a bad black person, then you need to be the exact opposite. You need to be extremely educated. You need to be in all the honors classes. You need to be incredibly smart. And you need to be able to school any white person at any moment if they ever give you any gruff. And uh, so, I mean, that was like, I got a couple of haircuts in high school because of that. And I just didn't want to. Like, I don't like haircuts. Yeah. You know, people walk up to me when I'm at work and they say all this racist shit. Like, I, I, I think I, I have a tweet that I haven't written yet, but I'm going to write it. And it's just, if anyone comes at me and is like, Hey, can I touch your hair after all of this? I'm just going to punch him in the face. Like that's, like, it, this is insane. Like the more, when I first came to you to talk about this, um, I was excited to have a platform, even though it's a small one, I was excited to have any platform where I can talk about my personal struggles with the racism I've experienced. Cause it's unique to just, dark-skinned black folk are just you know it's it's completely different so talk about it but and you're very receptive as a person which is the only reason i was even like let's do this right. otherwise because the second i said it i was like yeah this is gonna be good and i was like oh, man, i'm so tired i'm so tired of teaching white people about racism i am exhausted i am still in the middle of a fight with a friend on facebook from high school who posted this photo and it was like a black dude talking to a white dude and a black dude saying, you've never been judged for the color of your skin. And the white dude responds, just was. <laughs> so, and then I like was talking to him about just like what white privilege is and how he's experienced it and how he grew up and how he had all these nice things. And he had a huge house and I mentioned it. Like he had a house with a pool, with a pool house. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he he went off about the house for a minute, and I was like, dude, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking about the fact that you grew up in a nice house is a part of the, like, you don't experience 
things. It's just different. Like it's, I don't even know how to explain it because it just, it's like explaining gravity, you know, like it's just so common sense to me. It's part of everyday life. Like, where do you start? Like, if Flat Earther was like, fucking gravity's heavenly pressure, man. It's just God pushing us down. And you're like, I don't, where the fuck do you start? Like, God is dead? Like, do you start with the gravity? Do you show them the numbers? And that's kind of the reason why, like, I didn't pick out any notes. Because it doesn't matter what numbers you show, what statistics you have. It doesn't matter. Because they'll always come back with other statistics that prove them right. Right. And, you know, let's be honest, man, statistics are bullshit because you can't get a proper group of the entire world at any time or like all black people in a group or, you know, all white cops in a group because it's just not going to fucking it's not going to happen. You can't get properly accurate statistics. So and you have a bunch of the people who gather the statistics, like depending on where their funding comes from is biased. It's going to be fucked up. It's going to be wrong. It's going to be inaccurate because depending on who's funding it or who's running it, like all these shadowy qualifiers and, and, and things that mess up the whole fucking thing. So I don't have any statistics. I don't have any of that. I just have 28 years of being half black. I have middle school and high school experiences once kids started really realizing race and I have white kids telling me that, you know, they can say nigga because they didn't use the ER or that I'm half black. So I shouldn't be that offended anyway, or calling me Oreo or calling me zebra cakes or what the fuck ever. And like, then I tried to hang out with the black kids and they were just angry kids. Like they were angry, poor kids. And they saw me as more white anyway. So I wasn't really like a part of their group, but granted, like they were kids all of these people were kids and i will say one of the people the person i'm fighting with on facebook right now is a white kid and we were friends he would call me names all the time not all the time but he would call me names and be funny and then i'd laugh just to to get it over with to get it out of the way and you know like now we're arguing on facebook and the black kids who are mean to me or, or, or you know maybe not the most warm a lot of them i saw them later years after high school sweet as can be just incredibly nice so it doesn't i don't know i'm just it's it's, i'm angry and i'm tired of having to explain racism to people it's been my entire life it's been every black person's entire life um uh me and my dad have had multiple conversations about this um uh just like i remember when i was young i was like 14 15 and we were talking about it or we had witnessed something or we saw a movie or something. And I was just mad. And I was like explaining to him like how mad I was just like all the time because I was just a kid and I didn't want to have to do this thing. And I didn't want to have to explain why I feel this way towards people. Like, and when I did, they usually don't listen because of the white guilt and the white privilege, allowing them to just, you know, turn the issue onto them and how they feel. Um, I was just mad. And I was talking to my dad, like, I don't want to do this. This is exhausting. I'm, I'm, I was fucking like 14. I was like, I'm fucking tired. I don't want to do this. I hate this. This isn't fun. And my dad was like, well, this is just kind of part of being black. It's like, you have to tell people what's going on. You have to be better at explaining your emotions. You have to do this, you have to do that. And I just said, I don't fucking want to, so I'm not going to. And my dad was just like taking it back. He was like, oh, 
I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> like legit, like, a, like however old my dad was, twelve years ago, he'd have been like forty five ish, and he was just like, I had no idea, like forty five years of age, and you know he grew up differently than me. He grew up tougher. And we we're talking about this two days ago. And he's like, things, you know, he told me my whole life, like, even as bad as it got, it wasn't as bad as he had it, or it wasn't as bad as my grandmother had it. And it wasn't a competition thing. It was like, a, at least it's not as bad as it was yeah. then. And now with all this going on, he honestly was just like, I don't know if this is better or worse. He did not know if this is better or worse than racism in the 1970s. It's a lot more insidious now, right? Like, I mean... It was ingrained in people in the 70s, but it was more overt. So, like, at least you could point at it. And mm-hmm. now it seems a lot more like it was so ingrained in our society and so quiet that there were people that were like, well, at least a racist got voted president so we can point out racism again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and no, it's. It's so ridiculous, man, and it's so funny. Like, my favorite thing that I've seen is George Bush being in for these protests, <laughs> being in favor of Black Lives Matter protests. And then I saw, like, next to that was the screenshot of Kanye West being like, George Bush doesn't like black <laughs> 15 years, man. That was 15 years ago. That's crazy. And it's, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't even know where to really, like, go with all of this stuff. Like, it's just, it's... It's baffling. It's it's infuriating. Part of it is infuriating about how a lot of white people are now taking up the cause. Like it's great. I mean, it makes sense to me. Excuse me, with everything going on, like we are in quarantine. I'm extremely restless. Um, I want to do so many more things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find new creative outlets. Um, you know, I started writing a TV show, like a pilot. Like you have a book and a music, and I can't really. I realized also during this, I miss playing drums so fucking much. Yeah. I don't love the guitar, but I can play the guitar. God damn it, do I miss the fucking drums, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I just realized, like, the things I'm passionate about during all of this. But my house isn't big enough for a drum set, and I don't have, really feel like going out and buying a whole drum kit. Like, it takes so much. It costs a lot of money. It's, <laughs> like, I, I talk to my drummer about that all the time because it's like our, our joke is that music is a scam. Like nobody's hmm. successful at music. It's just a way to get idiots to spend exorbitant amounts of money on shit. They don't oh, need. It's insane. But like he just, um, he doesn't play super hard, but he has a couple crack cymbals. He's like, Oh yeah. After replace this one, it's going to be $300. After replace this one, it's gonna be $500. I just bought a new head. That was $150. Mm-hmm. And that shit happens less frequently than, um, or it's more expensive, but it happens less frequently. But like I change my strings every week. It's 25 mm-hmm. bucks every week. Every just, week. Yeah. Wow. Like I, I changed them less now, obviously. Cause like I'm not playing shows and like we're not, and we're practicing yeah. less and all that shit. But like I play really hard and I sweat a lot. So like they corrode mm. and they fuck up. So it's like, I don't want them to break live. So it's that easier. It's better to just have them changed. But okay. I haven't know. changed the strings on my acoustic in like three years. Uh, I just like, I uh, like the sound of old strings. Uh, I like, uh, like, I know it's gross. It's I can really just gross. Feel it, touch it, hate it. Oh, uh, dude. Oh, uh, it's just oh, it's like an old playground. It's yeah, that's like, exactly. They smell uh, like a slide. They smell like a metal slide. Oh, dude, it's so gross. It's so gross, and I love it. Oh, like, god. oh my god. Like when I used to play drums, the dude who um, I used to work in this restaurant, and this dude was a drummer, and he's also like, he played drums, but he was very passionate about drum tech. Okay. 
So um, whenever I like came to him with my kit at the time, I missed it so much. I wish I never sold it. It was a Premier Royale. It was like a 1980s rocker kit. It was yeah. great for like playing the fucking cure like oh my god the fuck it had power toms it sounded so good for just like heaven the, boom, 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 oh it's so good but like <laughs> i got that in my head <laughs> so i gave him the kit to like fiddle with yeah. and i'd pay for all the heads and everything and he'd tighten it up and make it sound better or treat the wood and i gave him my ride and it's just, it was like a fucking 24 inch huge ride it was super old and super duper heavy and he was like this is a really good ride. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, it's gross. It's all dingy. It's got like fucking like green stuff on it. And I'm like, yeah, like, do you want to clean that? He's like, no, man, I'm going to smoke a cigarette, blow the smoke on it. Like it'll sound so fucking good. Like an old tune, like jazzy, like Apollo kind of drum kit. And I'm like, oh shit. Like that sounds great. I want yeah. that vibe, but completely off topic. But man, I miss playing drums. I but <sighs> yeah, during the quarantine, you know, people are restless and I get the protests and I'm really, really happy that they're happening. I just wish that, um, I, I don't know, like the white people posting everything on Instagram, uh, uh, except Mitzi because Mitzi's a photographer and she's doing a great fucking job and I love Mitzi. But every, literally every other white person except for, you know, our friend who's a photographer and has been dating a black person for almost 10 years, um, it makes me feel uncomfortable when I see all the posts on Instagram. When I see, does it seem disingenuous? Um, kind of. Okay. Yes, it's not necessarily that exactly. Yeah, but it feels like they're taking advantage of a situation for like black points. Like, oh, look at me! I did this. I have this many points in my book. Um, I did this many things for black people, or. But I also have, like, that was my thought at first. Like, this was my thought, like, around last week. Mm -hmm. um, and then as things continue, I realize it's not that. I realize that people do want change. I realize that people do want things to be different, that people are tired of how everything has been forever. And this is the kind of change that people have been trying to create. Mm -hmm. And thanks to more white voices speaking out for a longer period of time, for more white people going to marches and uh, uh protests and unfortunately being attacked by the police yeah. in broad daylight on video um has shown that it's not a black white problem that it is a racist problem with police um i posted this thing on twitter talking about the stanford prison experiment i saw that yeah. um and i think like i don't know what happened but i just like thought of the police the, the the whole uh, the whole police force in the country as the Stanford Prison Experiment, how they did this experiment just to make it was so fucking innocent at first. Like, I want to asterisk you really quick mm -hmm. um, before we go too deep into this because I want to. I meant to check before we did this. I think that it turned out that that experiment was actually hugely flawed, and most of the information was like way blown out of proportion. What do you mean? Um, like they did some of the things like the, the people acting as guards were somewhat abusive, mm -hmm. but they weren't left to their own devices. They were specifically told to be cruel. Rather oh, okay. than... No, it is important to take these kinds of things with a grain of salt. Like if, if, if the Stanford prison experiment is invalid, then yeah, you know, but I think, 
that with that lens of looking at how the police force is as aggressive as it has become, um, that is a good lens to look at it through is yeah. these kids. I mean, it lasted for six days, man. And I mean, I know the guy in charge of it did get way more into it than he expected because he was like the warden. Right. So, but even like that is also points to it. Like if he told them to be more violent than that's, it kind of shows it's the same example of just like, look at this dude who has power over these kids who have power over these other kids. Yeah. He let it go to his head immediately. Like couldn't even last a fucking week, but we have a police force that has been militarized that has fucking like weapons from the military against unarmed citizens. This yeah. is once I think everything, once the dust settles. And by that, I mean, once we're out of quarantine, once racists are made or held accountable, not like in a court of law, like racism is illegal, but I do think it's important to hold people accountable for their actions. Like if you, I don't know, like how is it possible that the KKK is a legal organization when they are based purely off of hate, but the black Panthers can't last more than 18 years. Like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, how is it that Martin Luther King Jr. was shot by the U.S. government and found guilty of that in the court of law Yeah, and gave his wife, his grieving widow, fucking $100 as like, oh, sorry, we killed your husband. Here's 100 yeah. bucks. It's an insult. It's a slap in the face. Yeah. It's and how that is not common knowledge blows my fucking mind how we don't know that we know everyone knows Lee Harvey Oswald and the grassy knoll, yeah. but nobody knows who the fuck shot MLK. Like no one, that name is not like John Wilkes Booth is known. Yeah. And that was 150 years ago. But the person who shot just a nice man who was trying to talk about injustices in America in modern day. And I think the most infuriating thing about all of this is how, as a human being, not even as like a black person, but as a human being with common sense, you realize that we have so much, we have more power and resources than any other, not just America, but the world. Yeah. This is an unfathomable amount of resources and, and wealth to have in the day, modern day. Like the fact that we can talk like this yeah. is magic. Yeah. It, just because we understand it vaguely. Like, I don't know how Wi-Fi works. I don't know how iPhones work. No. I know they're made by slaves in Asia, but right. I don't know yeah. how they work. I know suicide nets, and I know that I'm mad when it doesn't work, even though I can't fix it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, we had trouble with the call before yeah. we started this episode, where it just wasn't working. And I was like, I'm just going to reboot my phone and see if that works. And it did. And I hate that I don't understand that, but I know that it works. So like, that's, that's, that's the definition of magic is, I don't know how it works, but I know that it works yeah. is, is magic. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Where was I going? My brother just called me. So this is a good point to pause because we've talked a lot, but we haven't really said anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's let's do a new intro and then pick a topic and then go. And I'm just going to listen and try to not cry. Oh, let me say real quick. Yeah. Um, because I didn't finish that thought. Yeah. Like we have more power 
and we have more wealth and we have more influence and the ability to reach the entire world. We have so much right now in today's day and age in the fact that we use it to get more money so we can have bigger houses for billionaires instead of making sure everyone's taken care of first and then worry about the billionaires. Like it's, it's like Laszlo's hierarchy of need, like make sure everybody in the world mm-hmm. has shelter and food, which is totally possible, which is what we learned at the beginning of this quarantine, which people seem to have quickly forgotten. Not yeah. a lot of people, not everyone, but like, you know, the fucking mainstream media and, 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 and all that has not really talked about how we can just house the homeless. We can just feed the hungry. We can just do that. It doesn't cost that much. Yeah. That's what I think the biggest part of defund the police is. It's like once we defund the police, then we defund the police, then defund the military. But then we have all these extra funds that we can work with to help people, to yeah. make people's lives better. So there is no more homelessness. So there is no more hungry people. So kids don't fucking get addicted to drugs because they live in fucking low income areas and have no other option but to sell drugs. Like, didn't you even see Moonlight? Like, come on. I didn't. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's, I, it's like... <laughs> I've watched three new movies in the last seven years, so it's not like I avoided anything specific. I watched three new movies last night, man. I'm tired of quarantine. I'm tired of watching new movies. I'm sick of it. I hate, I hate it. All I do is write, man. Good for you. I wish I had that. I wish I had, but I just get so depressed and just like... Oh, no, I haven't seen When Harry Met Sally. Let's watch that. And then I watched him like, that was pretty good. I like it. Rob Reiner's a good director. Like, <laughs> I feel like Meg Ryan's character was a little underdeveloped, but, you know, it was the 80s, and they weren't really great at writing women. And all things considered, you know, it was it was, it was was fine. And, you know, it was really nice to see Carrie Fisher in that movie. So it was pretty cool. Like, that was what I went to bed thinking. I mean, I, it's better than most things that people have been thinking as they go to bed lately. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking all of that, too. I was trying to think about when Harry met Sally so I could just sleep instead of being like, everything is the worst. All right. All right. You want to do a new intro? Yeah. Okay, what time is it? I'm trying to find my phone. It's one o'clock. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I got to get off here before five o'clock oh god okay yeah yeah that's it okay so do you think that was a good amount a good chunk of time just trying to like briefly explain what it's been like for me personally to go through all this did that make sense because i was just kind of rambling yeah i mean it it it's in in a way it's very sad because it made perfect sense, but at the same time, like it's impossible to feel it. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, you know what I mean. I'm like, yeah, I hear your words. I don't want to feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a chant. I hear your words. I don't want to feel that. <laughs> How do I know racism is bad? Because when I think about it, I get sad. Like that. Seriously, that that's it right there. Like if you, that's the the entire chant. It's just, hey, you know how you wouldn't want this to happen to you? Don't do it to other people. Hmm. Did I just it, solve it? 
Well, I wish there was some sort of rule of a metallic variety that encapsulated what you just said. Me too, man. Me too. If only, if only we could look to religion and find these sort of answers. That'd be nice. Hmm. Can't though. <laughs> no. Man, if you if you're not listening to this as it comes out, let me tell you, the protests have been extreme. Yeah. You know, it's just been. I mean, I don't even. It feels weird. It feels weird. I don't know where to start. It's just like, ugh, you know, it's just. Ugh. Cops are hurting people, and they don't need to be. It's so I'm going to explain racism and the experiences that I've had because of it to Quinn. Well, he goes, man, that's crazy. I didn't know that was a thing. Like I do with the Bible, but now it's racism. So that's fun. Isn't it fun that we, isn't this fun that we get to do this? No. (laughs) No, it's not. I'm having no, I'm having zero. I'm drinking and I'm having no fun. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Remember when drinking was fun? I do. Yeah. Oh, man. So, um... For those of you who don't know about the I swear nationwide... to God, I thought you were going to say for those of you that don't know about racism. Go on. For those of you who don't know racism, um, first of all, how? Second of all, congrats. Um, no, for those of you who don't know, I think it's important to actually specifically say what's happening because I don't think we did last time. Um, uh, the murder of George Floyd really upset a lot of people because yeah. a cop held his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Um um, cops went into Brianna Taylor's house and shot her dead while she was asleep. Um, and they said it was the wrong house, you know, Ahmad, Ahmad Aubrey, I think yeah. his name was. I, uh, I think yeah, it's I don't... Aubrey. Okay. I think. Uh, cut this. I'm looking it up. Cut this out. I don't want to. Ahmad Aubrey. Yeah. Ahmad Arbery? A-R-B-E-R-Y. Okay. A-R-B-E-R-Y. Amma Arbery was gunned down by regular citizens. I mean, racist citizens, but not cops, not law enforcement. Yeah. Um, And this has been going on forever. This has been going on for such a long time. Um, A lot of people, I think, feel this is a lightning in a bottle sort of situation. But this is very, very common. Um, this is as American as apple pie, honestly. Yeah. Hurting minorities for no reason other than the fact that we can't. I mean, we have a president who, in three years, in his first fucking month, tried to ban Muslims from the country, um, which is outrageous and doesn't make any sense um, at all. Like, that, what the, like, okay, all right sure um has called i mean has said i don't even know like, like again like i said like there's no point in pulling up the facts trump's a racist if you don't think that he's a racist or a sexist or a bigot or a pedophile or a rapist then i don't know what to tell you because he is all of those things there is thorough documentation on each subject like if you don't know that our current president of the united states of america is a, is a fucking monster then man you're gonna have a fun time on youtube um discovering all that but well how are they gonna do that if they're just spend all their time watching flat earth videos though you can't do both you have to you, you can can't. confirm that the earth is flat 
mm-hmm. or you can find out that Donald Trump is a racist and rapist. Okay. Okay. All right. I understand that. Listen for sure. a second. Yeah. Let's just put down the flat earth. We all, we all know the earth is flat. Wink, wink. We all know. We all know. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I didn't. Okay. If we all know. Yeah, we all we all know. We're all just oh. pretending like we don't know. Then, yeah. Okay, guys, we all know. It's cool. So just we go ahead and look up the other, look up the that other the stuff. Earth is flat, <laughs> like a sphere. Um, so now that we all know that, just go ahead and look up trumpisabadperson.com. Man, you will be you will so much information is about to just unload onto your face. Just a bukkake of information. That's <laughs> <laughs> so much knowledge. Man, I am tired. I am fucking exhausted. I am not sleeping well. I'm not doing great. I'm just tired. Uh, we were talking earlier about how, I don't know if this was on or off camera, but how both of us just wish it was back to the way it was because it wasn't exhausting. And yeah. it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to say that. I'm sure it's hard to say that as a white person. I, I feel the same way as a black person. It's like, man... I wish I could sleep. I wish that I wasn't afraid that the cops were going to break in my door. I wish that, you know, like I remember, okay. So a friend of mine, Brandy is, she's the best. She's awesome. She's super cool. Um, she's a comic I met when I was in New York and she's great. And she, um, posted this thing on Facebook, um, which if you don't know her, it looks like she's being very, very like aggressive, but she wasn't attacking anyone. She was just legit asking like, Hey, what is the point of these protests? What are we hoping to gain? Like, just honestly asking. Yeah. Like, she lived in New York, She and then she moved to Texas with her husband. And uh, so she grew up in Texas. Like, so she, she's aware of that. So she knows she doesn't know everything. Um, so she's legit asking. And I tried to rush in and, like, be the first to comment just so, like, no one else would be like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> um, and I... Uh, uh, I said that for me, my biggest thing that I hope comes from the protest is I don't have to worry that my name's going to be next in the headlines, you know? Yeah. And because I don't want my dad to read that because it would break his heart. It would kill him. Like, that's my biggest fear is that my dad finds out I was murdered by the police in the worst way possible. Um, and she was like, that's a good point. So... <laughs> Like, I don't want that to happen either. So, um, like, that's what the protests mean to me, is that my dad doesn't have to worry about that. Um, That I don't have to worry about seeing my little brother's name or my older brother's name. That I don't have to, you know, worry at all about those kinds of things. Um, And this is a very interesting issue because my mother, so my mom, for those of you who don't know me on a personal level who watch this show, hi, thank you. Um... (laughs) My mom's white and my dad's black. I was born in 1992 in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, Go Mets, you know. (laughs) Uh, But so my mom is white. And my mom, for a time, was mayor of her hometown in Pennsylvania. And um, it was a very, very small town of about 5,600 people at most. Um, And... uh, so she was mayor for about two years, and the mayor's job in that small town was very small. It didn't have anything to do with anything except for monitoring and approving the police budget. So when my mother was running for mayor, 
she was very pro-police. She hung out with the police chief of the town. She met all the cops. She was very, very good friends with them um, and spent more time with them and had one of those like blue lives matter flag, like the American flag with a blue stripe through it. She had that in her front yard. And um, it was around the same time that I was going through a lot of mental health issues. I wasn't doing great at all. Um, I was going to therapy twice a week just to give you, like if you have to go twice a week, if you need two hours and seven days, you're not doing well. Uh, but you're, you're, but you're working on it, which is very important. So I was not doing well, but I was doing my best. And one of the things I realized is that I needed to take a break and maybe not talk to family members so much. So I took a break from my mother and trying to explain that to her. Um, she didn't pick up on it right away. Um, and eventually, we, uh, after her reaching out to me so many times, uh, I explained to her one of the big things that I had, problem I had was the flag. She had it in her front yard and having to explain what that flag really means. Um, and I think it's important for people to know. So around the time of Ferguson um, in 2014, I think it was August 25th when Michael Brown died, uh, he got shot running away from the cops, which... I shouldn't have to explain a man should not get shot in the back fucking eight times while he's running away. He's not why I don't know why people think that running away is a sign of guilt. It's a sign of fear. Yeah. More times than it is a sign of guilt. You don't run away from someone that you're guilty of. You're running away because you don't want to die. Um, and he got shot, shot dead. And so, People started saying Black Lives Matter. That was it. Like, that was the whole message. There was no subtext. There was nothing else. The The organization was founded by uh, several black women, and they just tried to say that. Like, not like Black Lives Matter more. Black Lives Matter when we need to kill whitey. Like, that's the, the common misconception when any sort of pro-black movement has cropped up is that black power um, people thought that was a response to white power and thought it meant the same thing, where white power is a total condemnation of any other race and whites are supreme race and need to rule over the world. The other races can exist, but only under white subjugation. Black power just meant, hey, we want any power, like, at all. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, uh, so, sure, yeah, so the, the, so the Black Lives Matter came out and then people started saying all lives matter. Which, um, if that's a response to it, I mean, I've seen you know so many fucking memes and posts about it, but it is true. If the if someone says, "Hey, Black Lives Matter," and then you post "All Lives Matter," then you're disagreeing. Then you, you're yeah. saying that like it's it's very clear. Like if you take a word out and put another word in, it's different now. And like, yeah, all lives do matter, okay, but all lives aren't getting shot by the cops. Yeah. That's just the case. So. Um, and then, so people started saying blue lives matter because then a cop got killed. Right. Uh, so people started saying blue lives matter. And then they came out with the flag, um, the American flag with the blue stripe through it. And so that is a white supremacist tactic. That is just a racial tactic to try to prove superiority by saying blue lives matter in a response to black lives matter is saying is saying that cops matter more than black people because you're replacing black people with cops if that came out first like if a bunch of cops died in some horrible accident and people were like hey man blue lives matter and be like i, I guess fine sure like whatever 
if, if you say so. But like the fact that it was like, hey man, someone was like, hey, Black Lives Matter, and someone's like, well, what about the police? Also, what about ism is a very very strong fascist tactic yeah. to try to switch the narrative. So what they're doing is controlling the conversation to not talk about the thing that you want to talk about. They want to, you know, it was the same thing when Trump was in office. It's like, hey, man, Trump's a sexist, a bigot, a racist, a rapist, a pedophile. Someone's like, well, what about Hillary's emails? Yeah. And the fact that her husband, you know, got a blowjob in 1994. Hmm? What about that? Well, those, so, those happen. We could talk about those, but just not right now. Well, see, the left's trying to cover up the fact that Bill Clinton is also a racist. Listen, man. It's so, lizard clearly. people. Okay, we're lizard people. You caught us. Can we just move on now? I wasn't expecting that. So no, no. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> Time out. We were right about the lizards. We were right. <laughs> did not expect to find out, nor did I expect to find out in this context, but all right. <laughs> Bizarre, but welcome. Um, so, yeah, so that's just the brief history of that flag and why it upset me so much that my mother had it outside her house. Um, and she did take it down when I went home a couple times to visit. So, you know, that's whatever. But the fact that that's how things are, that's how things have always been. Did she take it down like when you were there and then put it back out when you left? Like it was basically just like to not upset you while yeah. you were there? Yeah, which mm. is upsetting within itself, but also like. She's trying. No, for she's, sure. It's it's also a thing that she could never understand. Just because she's white and has black kids doesn't mean that she's ever been black. Like, right. It's, it's 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 a completely different thing. And um, I can't imagine how hard that was for her raising three half black teenagers at a time, um, like and not really knowing what's what and trying to figure out your own shit. So I mean, I'm not condemning. I'm just stating facts. You know. Um, right. But that flag is incredibly offensive to any person of color and any person who is not a racist. Even if you're a cop, like that's just a racist flag, man. It's yeah. just that's just what it is. And that's how most black power movements have been treated mm-hmm. is they try to, you know, establish themselves and not even just like movements, just like any sort of power that black people have. I mean, fuck, look at Obama, dude. Yeah. Just any two, step towards equality or like a leveling of the playing field is met with immediate anger and aggression and mm-hmm. negativity. Mm-hmm. Always, always. I mean, they called him a terrorist. Yeah. They called him a Muslim terrorist. They called him a Muslim like it was a bad thing. They called him a terrorist. They said that him and o- Michelle Obama are going to ruin America. They said that Michelle has, you know, she's a gorilla. They a gorilla in high heels. Yeah. Um, they 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 said that all these awful things about both of them and their wonderful children. Like the one time I think their oldest got caught smoking weed, they were like, This is that but like George W did cocaine in the Oval Office and that's cool. Like <laughs> Didn't he kill a woman too? Did George he fuck, W? Yeah. I Maybe. think was he was I think he was I should look this up. I shouldn't just talk shit, but I'm pretty sure that he was in the National Guard doing drugs and then hit some lady in a car. Shit. Fucking, I have no idea about that. I'm just Googling George Bush killed a person. Oh, no, it was his wife. Ah, barbs. Was it? Or no? 
I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, yeah. Laura Bush killed the guy. Laura Bush killed the guy. Yeah, she ran <laughs> over him with a car. Holy shit. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird. Yeah. But I didn't know that. Yeah. But I know that and that's because she's a white lady. <laughs> um, but if Michelle Obama ever killed someone, that would be the only thing we ever knew about her ever again. She tried to have less fat kids and that was an issue. Oh my god! She had to make people healthier, and that was somehow a terrorist attack on our uh, freedom to—I uh, don't know—free-based granulated sugar. Gosh, she tried so hard, man. And like, I don't know, people. I, it, the the office of president is a weird job to ever support. But the thing is, is that Obama's half black with a white mom. I am also half black with a white mom. And I never thought I would get to see that happen in my lifetime. And it's so weird to me how when he was, I remember when he was getting elected, you know, when he was running for the nomination, when he was not the first black president yet, when he was close to getting it. I remember in like 2007, 2006, people were saying he's not even black. Should we even count him as the first black president? Technically, Bill Clinton is blacker than Obama. Like that is just as racist like well bill clinton can play the sax and got a blowjob so like he's black and it's incredibly offensive and i I, I, no one really spoke out about it at the time because people are idiots and there was also so much there was a lot going on then with the recession and yeah people trying to defame obama for so many different reasons um but yeah, and then he got elected, and they were just like the first black president, and all the half black talk shut the fuck up. Like no one talked about yeah. that anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, so many terrible things they said about him. And Trump has somehow I, that I think that's the biggest problem with the country is that someone like Trump, who is known for all these things, it's on file, mm-hmm. and he got elected. Um, he won. Not like, like, first of all, the Electoral College, man, do I have things to say about how that just shouldn't exist and we should just burn it to the it's, ground. Yeah. We've talked about this before. We've we talked have. about this so many times with like the tiered voting. Where yeah. First, you, uh, yeah. Yeah. We have first past the puzzle. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and really quick tell the 15 people that watch our video to go watch somebody with 10 million subscribers. But CGP Gray has um, an incredible series of videos on... Um, on different types of voting and how the electoral college is objectively the worst one. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It just, it ruins everything. It's Does not that democracy. have racist roots? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to say, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, mean, probably. I mean, what doesn't dude? like black people aren't even allowed to vote. Yeah. For so long. Um, I mean, the whole three fifths compromise is a fucking insane thing. Uh, I mean, where the fuck do you start? I mean, it's like, I mean, talk about fucking Obama being half black and me being half black. There was a thing for a while. I don't know if it was ever really a law, but I know it was oh, it's, like. Oh, it's super, it's super racist. Electoral college? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, uh, according to the Atlantic's headline, uh, it was designed to empower Southern white voters. Man, they don't have enough power. I was just saying, they don't have enough. No, I know the Southern white men yeah. really. They have it hard. Yeah. When's their when's their March? Dude, uh have you seen the new Watchmen show? No. Oh dude, it's exactly what's happening now, which is super duper weird. Someone posted an article about it saying Watchmen was ahead of its time by nine months. <laughs> That's 
It's fucking, it's exactly what's happening. Like in this show, the cops have to wear masks so no one knows who they are. I don't want Alan Moore to be right about anything. Because oh no, it's he's... not Alan Moore. It's Damon Lindelof because he did the show. It takes place in 2019 after. I know uh, that, but it's, it's connected uh, to Alan Moore. Alan Moore's fucked up dystopian worlds. Yeah, but he hates it. He hates the show. He hates everything. He his. hates himself. He does. He, there, he doesn't like anything. He's just an old wizard who wears a lot of rings who's trying to end the world. That's all he's trying to do. So he keeps trying to cast spells to end the planet. So, um, But yeah, I mean, it's all about like racial tension in America yeah. and like talks about the Tulsa massacre in 1921 mm-hmm. where there was um, a very, very thriving black community known as Black Wall Street. Like it was successful. Like there were like... It was great. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. And then the KKK came in and just fucking burned it down and mm-hmm. killed everyone like in a, in a day. And it's the part of history that was forgotten until a TV show talked about it. And then race riots happened nine months later. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know. This kind of shit is just exhausting to see all the time. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird being, a minority during all of this because it's like everyone else is waking up to it. So you kind of have to relive all this shit that you already kind of treated as common knowledge. Like mm-hmm. when everyone, you know, one of my friends are posting about how bad this is. And, you know, Marty texted me and was like, oh, I'm so tired and it's been a week. Like, I can't imagine what this has been like for you, like doing this your whole life. And it's kind of like I talked to a lot of I have friends who are women. You know, I'm friends with women. Yeah. I have, you know, I know them. I talk to women. I'm not one of those guys who doesn't talk to women. Don't accuse me of such things. But after talking to a woman or two, um, you know, like, like when you first realize as a dude that sexism is just a part of a woman's life, like mm-hmm. she can't leave the house without someone doing something sexist and realizing that some of your own behaviors are sexist and learning how to change them and be more uh, the person that you want to be, the person that you thought you were. So you have to realize, oh man, I did this thing and that wasn't great. So I'm going to try to do this um, and fix it. Like I'm going to fix all my past behaviors because I have a friend who's a lady told me that this thing happened and she said it's bad. So I'm not going to do that thing anymore. Yeah. Um, so you realize like how much of a woman's life is having to deal with men being gross, men saying terrible things, men saying very, very like subtle things that just piss you off. Like, honey, you should smile more. Like every word in that sentence is terrible. Like, and I never even, I've never said that. Like I never thought that was a thing I needed to say to a woman. Like that's not one of the things I did that was sexist, but like, man, but it's a common one. I, like I honestly never knew. I honestly never fucking knew. And that's how I feel. You know, like I feel like too often, um, minorities and women's issues are always put as different things when they're very easily connected. Sure. Um, they're very easily to, to, to build a bridge across to because it's just like, Hey, you know how men say these things to you? Well, imagine if white people said these things to you, like it's the same exact thing. Like a man telling a woman, honey, you should smile more. And someone telling me that they want to touch my hair and asking me how I got my hair like this and where I'm from. And I say, which is like, I don't like, I don't, 
Connecticut, man. I was, yeah. I was born in Connecticut and I was raised in Pennsylvania because my parents got divorced and they're like, no, where are you really from? Mm. Uh, well, I don't Bridgeport, know. I can't afford 23 in me. Bridgeport Hospital? <laughs> my mother's vagina? <laughs> like, my, my dad was born in Connecticut but spent a lot of summers in Alabama and then he met my mom when he was like 25. Like, where are you where am I from? Like, I don't know, man. I was like, no, why are you brown? I was like, oh, black dad. That's why. I don't know. And so shit like that is just insane to me. But that's a part of my everyday life. And I can't imagine... And I can't imagine, that's the whole point, is I can't imagine what it's like for a woman to have a guy, like, put his hand on her at any time yeah. and just be like, this is okay because you're a lady and just, I'm just going to rub you. So I feel like those things are often able to be empathized with each other. And I don't think often enough they are. I think the white guilt kind of tramples over that instead of realizing, like, the human experience is an experience, not just like the black human or the the human with a vagina, the human who identifies as a woman uh, uh, experience. I think it's just human and people are shitty no matter what. Like as a white dude, I, I assume that nothing happens to you out of the ordinary um but I also like if you were just like, yeah, people ask me about my penis all the time. Like, then well, I'd the, be like that. The weird thing is nothing happens to me that isn't seeded by my own choices. So like I have a shitload of tattoos, right? Right. And people want to touch me all the fucking time. I don't say mm-hmm. they want to touch me, but they want to see in quotation marks. And then they grab me and poke and what's this and what's that. But I did that to myself. Hmm. And... I have the social allowance, I guess, to be a dick to people when they do that. And nobody questions it. Now when people say, can I see your tattoos? I say, yeah, don't touch me. And they just go, hmm. well, I, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> then why are you being weird about it? Is it because well, you I were gonna? Just, no, I wasn't gonna. Why do you keep, this is the problem with, with Mexicans in America. <laughs> it's just like, they think that I want to touch them and I don't because they have tattoos. Uh, that but makes the, sense. The point is like people do shit, but it's because I, I put myself in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, I get stared at people fucking give me weird looks when I go places that like trashy people shouldn't go because like it's too expensive or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not the. It's I see what you're saying. Two things I want to actually say. One, yeah. one, I think it's funny that tattoos are seen as trashy when they're incredibly expensive. I know. Which I is, know. It's very funny to me. It's just like, man, you're trashy. It's like this cost one hundred and twenty five dollars. This cost two hundred and twenty dollars. Like, yeah. I have a thousand dollars of ink on my body. Yeah. Um, also. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like the whole thing about like you having choices and stuff. People say that to me about my hair a lot, which is very funny. I was like, when they come up to me, like it's like, it's in public, like it's people I don't know. It's fucking strangers. Cause people I know, like there are like tears basically. Like if, like if you touch my hair, I wouldn't give a fuck. If Carrie touched my hair, I wouldn't give a fuck. You know, if like a lot of my really good friends touch my hair, I wouldn't care. But if like I'm not at a bar and someone I kind of know just comes up and just grabs my hair, then I'm, there's problems. But, um, 
people, the, like strangers come up to me and want to touch my hair. And it's like, it's not just at work. I say work because those are the most memorable because I'm stuck right. because I can't move. And because I'm on the clock. And if I say, Hey, don't fucking touch me, That's which is a very reasonable response. Reasonable thing to say. <laughs> it's a very reasonable thing to say. Then I could get fired. And yeah. I have before been saying that. Yeah. So, um, but in my mind, public and people are like, Hey, can I touch your hair? And I go, no, you can't. I don't want to be touched. Yeah. People have a lot of responses. And one of them is, well, if you didn't want people to give you that kind of attention, you wouldn't grow your hair out like that. If she didn't want to get raped, she wouldn't address like that. Interesting. I wasn't even going to say that, but fuck, are you right? That is the same exact response. I was going to say, um, I can't grow my hair any other way. This is how my hair looks. I do. Again, I've said this before to you off and on the show. (laughs) I cannot stress how little I do to my hair. There's (laughs) nothing. I don't do anything. I wash it like once every two weeks about that. I condition it like once every three months. I don't do anything. I don't do fucking shit. And I should do a lot more to take care of it. I don't because people (laughs) say it's nice and I don't give a fuck how it looks. I just like not getting haircuts. That's it. Like, I want to get a haircut because it's hot outside, but I also right. don't want to go get a haircut during a fucking quarantine. So, and I'm fine without doing it because I wasn't getting a haircut for two years before the quarantine started. So why <laughs> the fuck would I get one? Well, now so, it's just you can't. As soon as somebody takes that option away, you're like, well, I was going to do it next week. I could cut my own hair and I would look like shit because when I had the, I had the dreadlocks for eight years and then I cut it off with yeah. kitchen scissors and I look like a crazy person. My hair was different. I can't life. imagine why. I went to work like that for a week. I went to work you for a week. You're a bold human being. I don't care. I just, it's, it doesn't matter to me at all. It's such an arbitrary, bullshitty thing. I think all hair is dumb. I think the fact that women have to shave their legs and armpits, I don't give a fuck. Like, why? Like, we all grow it. Like, just who cares? Yeah. But the fact that I have hair and I have to cut it to make it look a certain way, I don't fucking care. I don't care. It's just, I could not care any less than I already do. And people are like, you're growing your hair out. And that's a statement. And I appreciate it. And I'm just like, no, nah, man, it's just the <laughs> statement is I don't fucking want a haircut. That's the whole statement. And like, if I was a white dude with long hair, it would be just like another dude. It would just be like, and that's the thing is I was talking about the Facebook post with this dude that I was fighting with. And I didn't respond to the last comment, which was his father or stepfather defending having this big house and being like, I work 60 hours a week. I did this and I worked hard and then you should try working hard instead of complaining. And then you would have these nice things. And here's the thing. My dad worked like 60 hour weeks, 50 hour weeks his whole life. But there was a thing when my parents got divorced that my father was winning in the court battles in Connecticut because my mother was visibly not mentally stable to take care of three children. Um, so she decided to um, just fucking steal us and take us to Pennsylvania. And my dad did not pursue the court cases in Pennsylvania because he would have had to start everything up again. And there's no, he was already winning in the courts in Connecticut. And he was telling me that, the chances of him, a black man winning a court case, two court cases against a white woman is astronomical. Mm-hmm. And he just couldn't see that happening. Like he lost hope because yeah. that's what the world is like. And he worked 50 hours, 60 hour weeks and he was able to afford houses and apartments at whatever time. Like 
like people can work 50 hour 60 hour weeks also i think the dude who i was fighting with on facebook i think the guy whose house it was was a prison guard so like Mm. (laughs) but also like just the number of hours you work in a week is a nonsense justification Mm -hmm. like oh also i forgot that my friend's mom was a stripper so she made the money. I remember. I remember this conversation. He made the money to pay the bills, and she made the money to have fun. I remember that because she was a fucking exotic dancer named Storm, yeah. which is super funny. Um, we tried to get that out of him forever. Uh, so yeah, no, he it was he worked sixty hours a week, but also his wife was rubbing her tits at people's faces. No shame, but there's a lot of money in rubbing there's tits at people's faces. There's a shitload of money in that. There's a lot of I'm not yeah. shaming the profession. What I am saying is that that's a lot of fucking money if you yeah. pay for a really big house. So it just—I don't know. That—that's always been a weird thing to me. Like, well, I work sixty hours a week. Okay, how much do you make an hour? And how do you? Why do you make that an hour? Like the—the—the mm-hmm. the, the dude that works at the Kroger down the street from my house works forty plus hours a week because he's one of six people left at that fucking Kroger. But they pay mm-hmm. him twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, I don't. And think... before it, before it was like seven. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> before the world caught on fire, it was seven dollars. Yeah. People's justifications are dumb. They really are. They really, really are. But trying to convince this man that racism exists and how my dad worked the same amount that he did, but started so much further back, mm-hmm. is, and not just because of the divorce, but because of the fact that he grew up black in Connecticut and like. He was talking to me, we were talking about this the other day, where like he joined sports and played music because then he had a team and a band behind him. So he wasn't the only black kid at Shelton High School because then he had fucking people. He had, I mean, he had people behind him who would like say some shit if someone said some racist shit to him, which happens all the time. Someone once asked my dad in high school if he shit white. Like, hey, I shit brown and I'm white. So do you shit white because you're brown? Like, like, legit asked him that. Like, not even as a joke. It was just like, how does your body work? And just so people watching this, yes, black people do shit white. And they come brown. <laughs> it's disgusting looking. But you know what? It's the, it's, it's the miracle of nature. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I want to do... Uh, uh, uh. That's where snack packs actually come from. See, the vanilla is white cum, and the chocolate is black people cum. Oh, I thought the I thought the 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 vanilla was the shit. Oh, damn! That would be way funnier if I said that, motherfucker. Snack packs are just black people diarrhea and yeah, yeah. And then tapioca is only from black folks with diabetes. <laughs> It was going to be called Black Pack, but they were like, that's way too obvious. We need to call it a Snack Pack. Right. Fine. Snack power. Am I right? We're trying to have fun and make light of a terrible conversation. Oh, God. (laughs) Watch. Someone's going to fucking, like, comment on this and be like, "Uh, Snack Pack's actually a racist racist company and donated to Trump. I mean, I don't fucking know. Can't do hours of research before I make a come and poop joke about snack pack i mean i'm gonna be totally honest i'm i'm enjoying this conversation no one's gonna watch all of this 
Oh God, no! This no, gonna be this like is... the first episodes we posted, where it's like just now some people are watching thirty minutes of episode two. Man, those were long episodes. Though. I feel bad. I feel bad just being inexperienced and not knowing what we were doing, but having a really good idea. And now we've really, you know, tightened it up. Yeah, made a diamond out of this coal, and we're also not blackout drunk when we do it. So that, that's a huge. I'm getting there. I'm trying. Slowly, you it's know, the, 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 the racial guilt and, and heaviness of this conversation keeps you from getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. It really just it won't allow for it. Hmm. I will say the AC is off in this house just to save money. And, um, I can smell myself right now. Oh, dude, I feel your pain. I didn't run the air conditioner for six months at the house in Vegas because we were trying to save money before we moved. Mm-hmm. And I was playing, what was I into at the time? Stardew Valley. So sitting on the couch, like controller in my hand, um, like in like legs or arms of my legs, right? Like you're just resting there. And I played for like two hours and I got up to go to the bathroom and there were just, there was a V on my legs from my arms just soaking through my jeans sweating mm. from sitting on the couch playing fucking Stardew mm. Valley like the least stressful intense game ever made I was gonna say that's just such a pleasant experience yeah, that's how hot it was that, like even that couldn't cool me down like if it was Dark Souls I'd be like well that kind of makes sense yeah. but you're like I was playing cup, cup, Cupcake Happy Time and yeah. I was sweating my dick off I was I was pl- calmly harvesting radishes I was just trying to sell pumpkins. Yeah. They're really expensive. It was a little stressful because I had to plant them two days late into the season. I wasn't sure they were going to grow in time, but. Oh, but did they? They did. Thank God. Oof, that's stressful. (laughs) Man, oh man. I don't know. I think this is important, though. I mean, whether or not people watch this is, is fair, but I feel the same way about this as I did when the fucking family documentary came out. It's just like, dude, how can we not talk about this? Like. This is this is incredibly important. This is this is going to change the world because this is, I really thought it was going to die down because that's how it's always been. Yeah, is fucking Ferguson happened for about a week or two and then it stopped because there wasn't enough support and they killed a lot of people. Like that famous photo. What's that one dude's name? I need a fucking. It's super. This guy. This is one of the best photos ever taken. Black. I'm not going to say it out loud while I'm typing it. <laughs> Who is this guy? Damages? Nah, oh, shit. Fucking. Come on. Shit fucking? Shit fucking. My fucking shit, man. Who's that dude? Is that it? No, what the fuck? No. You know, I'm just going to say it. Maybe we can put the name in later. The dude in Ferguson who was wearing the American shirt throwing the smoke grenade had the dreadlocks. You know that photo? Oh, yeah. That guy got killed. He, yeah. They shot him. They killed him. And like that's the best photo, I think, of all time. That's such a cool photo. It is perfect. It illustrates exactly what's going on. I think he had a bag of Doritos in his other hand too. Like I don't remember. 
Oh, I wish I could find the fucking photo, but I can't. You can't type in black man American shirt throwing smoke grenade and get the right result, which is weird. Super weird. It, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like, the, like they found out like later on too. Like at first people were like this is a really cool photo, and then someone did any research. See, this um, is why you just can't look into things. You know? Yeah, because you just get sad. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's such a it's such a good fuck. What is he holding in his other hand? God damn it, it's not big enough. Mm. Mm. Just show me the photo. It's like a bag of chips or something. I can't tell, but like, goddamn, what a good photo. Listen, dismantling the police state is hungry work, okay? <laughs> you, you gotta eat, man. Where? Okay, I see. What's his name? Crawford? Why does it not say his fucking full name? Why is it just Crawford? Maybe that's where it happened. No, Crawford lives in University City as oh. he has as he has since he was a child. Maybe he's a minor? Maybe. That is possible. Well whatever. Dude named Crawford. Fucking righteous. Like that's awesome. But he got killed. So like what I was trying to say is like support for Ferguson died down because they just kept killing people, but now more people are rising up and you can't kill everybody. And yeah. Like, my older brother was in Philly for one of the protests, and my dad didn't want him to go because he doesn't want us to get... Really, he doesn't want us to get killed by the, the cops and KKK members who are undercover. Like, right. that's what he's more afraid of than anything. Like, the police, sure, but the people who are going undercover and lying and hiding, um, that's what he's more afraid of. And my brother went to Philly uh, to protest and saw like how many people there were and it was insane millions like like a million people yeah and uh he said even when you looked at uh the police and people with the riot gear on they didn't look in charge they did like he said they looked scared like they looked nervous they looked like they'd rather be doing something else um and so that's why things haven't died down now but that's what i'm used to so uh, I think this is great. I think everything's, you know, hope, but I think the world's going to change. I think things are going to look up and cause the protests have already done so much and it's just not over yet. Yeah. And it, I don't think it should be over. I don't think it should be over anytime soon. I think Nancy Pelosi wearing an African fucking Wakanda scarf <laughs> walking in and taking a knee. That woman like, is a fucking nightmare. Uh, uh, someone, one of my friends posted, um, Marcus Cardona, very, very funny comic, very cool dude. Let me do one of my only shows I did in New York um, at a ramen restaurant, resta- restaurant where I got paid in fucking pork steam bun. So weird, humble brag, but that's how comedians get paid is in appetizers. So um, he's a really, really cool dude. And he posted a thing like the picture of Nancy Pelosi taking a knee looking like fucking a Black Panther extra, and he was just like, yo, I hope Halloween's happening, because that's a sick-ass costume. I was like, fuck, man, what if, I hope we're out of quarantine during that, because that'd be fucking rad. Oh, God. That won't come but my that, hair until then, and then I'll go as Nancy Pelosi, it'll be great. That would be amazing. But that photo within itself, like, I don't think she even realizes how racist that is, and how often, like, people will do stuff like that, and then white people will come to the defense and be like, oh, well, no black people spoke up. It's like, yeah, because we're fucking tired. 
like because we're tired of having to explain why this is racist yeah. how i feel like with the me too movement the best thing that came out of it was that when a woman now says hey so and so sexually assaulted me we don't go what were you wearing right. what time of day was it what did you say to him it's we listen mm -hmm. we actually go okay this person is accused of that let's look into their background and see what else they have done and oftentimes it's like domestic violence like right. like other reports have come out and have been silenced so um i think that's the most important thing because it, it's, it's the beginning it's how it starts so the fact that people listen to women when they say stuff like when they say anything about sexual abuse like the fact that the aziz anzari thing got as out of hand as it did, I think long-term is a good thing. Because now people realize that, I mean, yeah, sure, we didn't get a season three of Master of None, which would have been fun. But we also know that the woman may have just taken things out of context, that the person who went on the date with Aziz, um, you know, maybe just had a bad time and is trying to recontext things. But the fact that it did get out, I think, is important. I think that, that we listened. We listened and we heard, and there have been no other reports about Aziz doing that kind of thing. Um, so I, but I want that kind of thing to happen with racism. I yeah. really want that kind of thing. So when no I point out, I don't have to explain it every fucking time. I don't, and then when I do explain it, it's still met with rejection, and you don't know what you're talking about. I've experienced racism for 28 years, and it's still treated like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because white people don't want to realize these kinds of things because they see themselves. And if it's not something they are doing, it's something they may have done and they don't want to have to apologize or, or, or even see themselves in that kind of light. Because I don't want fucking apologies. I don't, I mean, that's a huge thing right now, too, is I don't want anyone to apologize for anything. I want people to act better. I want you to be sorry. I don't want you to say you're sorry. Yeah. I want there to be actual change. I want things to be different. I don't want to have to be afraid of the cops. I don't want to have to like be afraid for my life when I get pulled over for going five miles an hour over the speed limit. Like that's ridiculous. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, shit. I don't know. That's racism is bad. Racism is bad. Racism is bad. You heard it here first. <laughs> Oh man, I'm tired. I'm very tired. Yeah. So I think we fixed racism. I think we did it. Did we, was that? Did you get the, the notification on your phone? My phone's across the room. Okay. No, it just buzzed. It okay, just cool. Buzzed. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't Postmates. That was for sure racism being fixed. Wait. It was Postmates. Okay. Was Postmates. <laughs> My fried chicken and collard greens is on the way. I mean, I don't know why you have to go after good food like that. I did have hot chicken yesterday. It's because it's delicious. So, because it's fantastic. And Postmates is doing a thing where they're celebrating black um, restaurants. So you can... I bought from Helen's Hot Chicken because it's black owned. Nice. Yeah. Gave a 30% tip for my black driver. It was a good day. It was a good day. Just meeting black people, helping black people, while also remaining indoors because it's the safest option. Yeah. Um, so this is something that popped in my head while I was writing last night. Um, 
I've been, I've, we've had conversations before about research that I've had to do uh, about yeah. the history of the U.S. and how I'm like, oh, did you know this horrible thing? And you're like, yeah, dude, I did. <laughs> I know all the horrible things you're finding out. I've known forever. I don't know why you're surprised. I'm sick of this. <laughs> um, yep. But I was surprised to find that just like literal fascist dictatorships on very small scales have been established in the U S before and people just don't want to talk about it. So there's a thing called the silver shirts that I think was in uh, fuck. Where was it? I want to say Indiana, but I also don't want to accuse a state of having a really horrible thing happen. I think Um, we could just condemn Indiana in general. I think that's okay. Okay, cool. Is that where, is that where Mike Pence is from? I think so. He had that radio show. Is that Hoosiers? Is Indiana Hoosiers? I don't know. I thought it was Canadians or Ohioans. So I don't know. Okay, either way. Uh, oh, shocker. Asheville, North Carolina. Who would have fucking guessed some fucked up uh, shit would happen there? Damn it, Asheville. I thought you were all about smoking weed and. Yeah, no, so. Like fish concerts? In the. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, in the 30s. Uh, There's this group called the Silver Shirts, and they were a nationalist fascist group that, like, established themselves super hard in fucking North Carolina and started, like, running shit. And they modeled themselves after fucking Mussolini's fucking murder squads. I actually did not know that. That is a new thing for me to learn. Uh, That is, no, I had no idea. It's so weird. Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. In case people didn't know, America is built on racism. Mm-hmm. It's a better a society. Whole, it's, it's it's how it's how we do things. That's how we both. <laughs> that, and I actually had conversations with this about my dad, like where I'm like, "This is how America does. This is how we do things." And he cuts me off and he goes, "This is not how we do things." <laughs> and you can't say we because you're not that person. Because yeah, half white. But guess what? That whiteness, Irish baby, Irish and Polish. So did not do. I I very very like recent American blood as far as all that's concerned. Um, uh, so yeah, not like British white or fucking anything like that. Just Irish and Polish and erased history from the black side. Like my dad thinks that we're maybe like some part of Native American, but so does every other person in America. So yeah, but yeah, America killed one sixty fourth Cherokee. Dude, dude, it's fucking bizarre. Oh, it's the worst. So America, as a history, in case you didn't know, killed the natives, mm-hmm. brought. Dark-skinned people over, mm-hmm. had them build the country, mm-hmm. freed them, then realized these people were probably going to be upset that they were um, uh, imprisoned for hundreds of years. So then they created the Jim Crow laws to keep them uh, in control. And then, you know, here we are today. Jim Crow ended. Cool. Great. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, black people are imprisoned way more than white people uh, for nonviolent drug offenses. And... Um, the country's on fire and it needs to burn to the ground and yeah oh my god what was that thing hold on one second the fuck no. I'm gonna just tell people to look it up yes yes now what was the fucking oh yeah Kimberly Jones Look up the thing she said about police brutality. It was on the John Oliver show. Again, a subscription show with 10 people watching. Go watch the, one of the biggest news shows in the entire world. Was that world. the most recent episode? Yeah. Oh, that made my hair stand up. 
Dude, I fucking cried. I mean, she, everything she said was a hundred percent correct. And I think she has a longer, uh, video out there that has more to say on it. I watched a bit of it and, um, she's a hundred percent right. And it's infuriating that black people feel like they don't have a say in the country they have been forced to live in. So, uh, and built from the ground up after white people killed all the natives. So. In the worst ways, too. In the worst ways. Like, oh, yeah. ugh, they had so much fun doing it. It's terrible. But, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add to this fun topic. I mean, I've just had so much fun, I don't want it to stop. You know what I mean? It's just been... I do. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Mm. So this, is, this has been preaching to the choir. Because yeah. we're probably not talking to any races so we're just preaching to the choir about how racism racism is bad yeah but so thank you for coming to my racism talk and uh <laughs> this has been my ted talk <laughs> racism is bad for an hour and a half that's that's what i have to say don't like it oh shit um well i'm, I'm not gonna do much editing i'm just gonna kind of post this up so Okay. This will be up in a couple days. It's Tuesday right now. Mm-hmm. New episode tomorrow. We'll say that because I'll post this on Thursday. So, cool. so more, more, more ha-has on Friday. Yay. To fix the, oh, dear God. Everything's fine. Nope. Just don't, nope, it's just not. don't look outside. Um, let's not go back to the way things were as much as. <laughs> God, that'd be neat. I would love that. Uh, that'd be so cool. What if things just changed and were for the better and we worked really hard at being better people more often? That'd be really cool. I mean, I would enjoy that. I yeah. That'd be nice. But that's not how things were. No. But maybe, maybe this time it is. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Um Do we have I think we have charities and stuff we want to link to, so I'll put all that in the description. Yeah, yeah, I think it's super important that we talk about, or at least acknowledge those people, and so you can donate there and yeah. for like bail funds and whatnot. I don't know exactly what we're doing, but I do know it's good, and I do know it'll help the right people. We will make sure to properly vet stuff before we put it in the in the description, so that you can click the links guilt free. Yeah, or just follow anyone who's not racist on Instagram. They've been posting that shit like nonstop. Yeah, but you know. I'm but we're also doing it because it's kind of weird to be like, racism is bad. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> that feels a little weird. So, yeah. Give to, give to people. It's good. Give money yes. to people who need it. Right now. Okay. Okay, bye. There, is, there doesn't really seem to be... There's no good way to just be like, ha! No, it's tough. Um, I guess thank you for watching and listening. I know this is a hard topic yeah. to um, have to listen to for an extended period of time. It's tough for me to talk about it, but for those of you who decided to listen to all of this, um, big thanks. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We'll bring back the jokes shortly. <laughs>